Welcome to the E-Commerce Marketing Society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hello and welcome to episode number 13. Today I'm joined by a beautiful past client of mine, Joe from Love Skin, which is an organic natural skincare brand based in New Zealand. And Joe and I worked together for six months from I think it was June last year. And we looked at all aspects of her marketing and her business from her website to her brand foundations, to her automation, to her uh, email marketing and her social media content. And we're going to touch on each of those things today. And Joe's going to share so much with what she learned from looking at things through, you know, my eyes, the marketing coach versus how she looked, she was looking at things through um, a business owner's eyes. So it's going to be really interesting for you to listen today um, because each of the things that we talk about in this podcast is what I am going to be talking and taking my students through in my new group coaching program, which is called Ecom Grow Strong. And the wait list is open for that now. And that will hopefully be kicking off just after Easter. And it will be a small group of women that will be learning those key fundamental pieces of the strategies that I take my clients through essentially. And today's episode is a really good insight from the business owner's perspective of what you can learn, what you can implement, and what you will continue to learn once you understand the key concepts of you know, e-commerce marketing and the business foundations that you need to have in place. So I shall stop talking and I'll let you listen. It's a really good one and Joey's wonderful. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, Lisa. I'm great. I've really been looking forward to this call. Yeah, me too. And we have been gabbering on for like 10 minutes already without hitting record. And I said, stop, we've got to, we've got to get all this juicy stuff for the, in the podcast. So um, yeah, let's start off with, well, with introducing you and tell us what you do, who for, and a little bit about, on how you got started. Sure. Um, so my name's Joe Lindorf. Um, I have a company called Love Skin Oils based in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, we create um, facial serums primarily for women, um, which help repair uh, really, generally speaking, really problematic skin, but it's also amazing for mature skin and dry skin. Um, I've been going now for six years. Um, and what was the last piece of the question? Um, how you got started? Okay, sure. Um, so I kind of got started um, turning, I guess I would say turning kind of a hobby into a business. It wasn't like a side hustle, intentional, I'm going to start this thing and then it will become a business. It was more of like an interest that sparked interest in people around me who sort of said, oh, you should sell this. And it kind of developed a bit more organically from there. Mm. Um. Yes, and we met 
gosh, what is it? Probably about like seven months ago, eight months ago. Yeah. It was on the back of New Zealand coming out of their COVID lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry. You go. Uh, yeah, so we were just talking about it prior to you hitting record, which um, was kind of a massive catalyst for me, the, um, the COVID situation. So prior to COVID, I had started running Facebook ads um, at the end of, uh, what was that, in November of 2019. Um, I had learned Facebook ads myself um, after a bad experience with some advertisers, which is sort of a whole other story, um, and took that over. Um, and so beginning of 2020, I had sort of started to see modest success with my Facebook advertising, um, and I was seeing a return, but it wasn't it wasn't sort of really propelling the business forward. It was starting to sustain itself. Um, and then we had COVID um, lockdown here, which lasted for seven weeks, and we went into kind of a hard lockdown. Um, we call it level four. So um, it basically meant that everyone had to stay home, um, and I could continue to trade because I was online and contactless. But at that time, it was only me in the business, um, and I was home with the kids, of course, and um, my partner was away because he has – um, a government job that was related, linked in directly to COVID. So I was sort of juggling all of that. And then because I had um, already, I already had my Facebook ads running, I just continued to run them. But um, a lot of advertisers pulled their advertising on Facebook. And so suddenly my return on ad spend just went through the roof and um, my business tripled in a month. So good. So you you had experienced this sudden burst of success and then what happened yeah so um I started to panic actually and (laughs) as it happened um I I've become a really avid kind of podcast listener because I find I learn so much from podcasts and I find them really um inspiring and I had been listening to Katie Griffin's podcast because I I think I was at the time considering like looking into Google ads. So I was listening to her podcast for some more information about that. And she interviewed you. Um, and I just listened to what you said and it resonated with me. And because I was kind of like, I need some help and I don't know where to start. I just kind of, I think I booked a call with you almost the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and I remember. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, do you remember that conversation? Yeah. I was going to say, I remember our conversation and also the email that you sent to me afterwards because I always, you know, obviously leave it up to the, the business owner who I'm talking to to make the decision. I never force it upon them. And then I got the email from you maybe like a couple of hours and you're like, I've talked to my husband and it's not a matter of if I can work with you, it's I I can't not work with you because, yeah. you know, you had been through this traumatic experience, which we'll have to get you back on the episode to talk about another time because I know a lot of women have had bad experiences with um, agencies and, you know, random people, you know, not doing their, doing their business any justice. Um, but, yes, you you had this beautiful product that you'd been working so hard at for many years. You had, and I remember looking at your website, seeing all your five-star reviews and talking to you. I was like, this business has got so much potential and you are the perfect candidate for coaching. And I love what we've 
done together because we have done a little bit of everything that I'm very, very passionate about. Um, and I guess to give the listeners a, a, a broad summary of what we've done, and then we can kind of pick out little bits to talk about. So we actually, you went from WordPress to Shopify. We re, we like strengthen your positioning and and your brand personality. We even looked at your products and diversifying your products. We optimized your sales strategies like average order value. We implemented an email marketing strategy. We played around with your Facebook ads. What didn't we do? And now you're now you're thriving in content creation and kicking and screaming. I got you in front of your audience as well. So like for me, it, I just loved working with you because it ticked all of my boxes and hopefully it ticked your box. Well, it definitely ticked the, some of them for you, the revenue box for sure. Yeah, um, it, um, it was kind of a complete overhaul in the space of, well, it was, I think, within the, well, I, sorry, to backtrack and for the benefit of the listeners, from my perspective, that call, the, the thing that resonated with me, which Sounds like a major hook, but now that I know you, it was just a genuine, um, it was a genuine kind of promise was that Lisa said on the call, I, not only can I help you, I think I can help you to double your revenue in two months. And um, as you already touched on, I'd had a bad experience with an agency prior to that. And I was like a little bit kind of skeptical about the promise, but at the same time, I knew I needed the help. And so I made the kind of decision to work with you. And I now understand, because I didn't understand then, that as much as I was doing a lot of things, there were a lot of things I still wasn't doing, such as email automations um, and optimizing the website um, so that, you know, when customers arrived at the site, they had a good experience and that therefore improved the conversion rate. And we also looked at average order value. Um, previously, I had like a really introductory level offer, which wasn't um, I wasn't making any money on it. It actually wasn't serving me. So we removed that. Um, so yeah, it was like a complete overhaul. But I guess to the untrained kind of eye as I had at the time, it wasn't obvious. I did need someone with sort of that third party perspective to come in and point these things out to me. Yes. And full disclosure on our chat, because I, I said that I could I think we can double your your revenue. You're probably in the in the three years and uh, of doing this, and I've literally spoken to hundreds of women on the phone. I don't think I've ever said that to anyone because marketers shouldn't promise things. But I could just see from what you had done already and what your customers were saying and what you weren't doing. I was like, and what you were getting already in terms of sales. I was like, yeah. I'm pretty damn confident that I can help this business grow significantly. And thankfully, we were able to do that. But um, yeah, you know, the, when, we, when we say things like doubled your revenue in two months, there's so much that goes that, that's happening already behind the scenes. So you, it's very rare that a business can do that so quickly. But you had been going for several years. You had an existing and very loyal customer base already so yeah. it was just about yeah yeah I, um and, and I suppose to reiterate the fact that um you, like you were genuine in the promise and and 
it, it became kind of the proof was in the pudding in the sense that it did actually happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, I take my hat off to you for being brave enough to suggest it, but it, um, it all came together beautifully, which was really exciting from my perspective. And like I say, a lot of the things were subtle changes that obviously I hadn't seen because I was just too close to it to identify it all from a customer perspective. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's, I think I said it in one of my podcasts recently, like that's why it's called blind spots because we literally just can't see them. And sometimes they can be staring them, staring us in the face. Um, you know, just little tweaks, like what, what does your homepage say instantly? Like, is it incredibly clear what you sell and do and why to any any new visitor that comes to your site like that's first and foremost is it clear can they figure it out can they find your products and you put in your best best foot forward and one of the things that I loved and we're still continuing to to do this about your business is you've got an amazing three-step skin ritual and I've bought your products and I love them and it it, it seemed like a no-brainer to put that front and centre for two reasons, because your customers get to experience and see the benefits, the full benefits of your products um, in in its full entirety, I guess, using the, the spray, the cleanser and the serum, mm-hmm. the oil, yeah. And then the second part of that is for the business owner, Getting your customers to buy three products instead of one is like, you know, gold because instead of spending, I'm not sure what your, what's your single product cost? Um, the, the smallest size is $49. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we, instead of a, someone coming to first try your product for $49, by promoting that three-step bundle, that three-step skin ritual, we, we're getting them to buy three you know almost three times that so I think that that was a major kind of catalyst and what caused the spike once again in the revenue was that my average order value just about doubled um and from uh I guess it's the sort of the marketer's hat versus the creator's hat in the sense that from my point of view like I feel like I'm kind of taking my little product to market and going, you know, would you like to try it? And it requires a real um, level of um, confidence to kind of go, my first sort of price point is $150 versus my first price point, you know, entry level is $49. Um, And so having someone else to almost validate that for me and go, actually, you should just be kind of asking for more from your customer at the outset. And it, builds in that value perception that the customer then has of the product um and I didn't know that I mean you don't know what you don't know but I didn't know that until I actually started obviously to do it based off your um recommendations but what it has meant too is that the customers that I end up with are higher value customers and they value the product more because they've spent more money on it um yeah it took me a while to learn but it's a good lesson yeah and it's everyone's winning the customer's winning because they're experiencing an incredible transformation for their skin plus they get three beautiful products to put on their bathroom shelf which is you know part of the reason why I love it and you know the business owner is winning because they're getting a higher cart value therefore higher revenue and less work to get that revenue so that's that's 
kind of got to be one key takeout for listeners today is looking at your average order value. It's a, it's a really simple one to play around with and it's got big results. Yeah, and the, um, the other kind of spin-off of that too is that if you are growing rapidly, as I have been for the last year, um, then you really do need that additional revenue in order to sustain growth. Um, you know, if you're starting out and you want to grow rapidly, then you actually have to have enough money coming in to continue to buy the inventory to allow you to continue to grow. Totally. And then invest in that, um, you know, win windfall into things like Facebook ads or better product photography or um, copywriting or SEO. So, yeah. If you can get those quick wins without investing too much, yeah, you can put it into the faster growing wins. Yeah. Yeah. So what else did we work on? We worked on... The website rollout was another kind of major, um, I think, jump for what accelerated the growth in the business. I think that... um, So previously I was on WordPress and WooCommerce. um, And I think that just at kind of almost an intuitive level for customers, they've become really used to that Shopify platform and the um, kind of interface that that has as a customer experience. Um, And then from the back-end perspective, you just have so much more transparency and then integration capability um, on that Shopify platform. So you get um, access to all of those analytics that you didn't have in WooCommerce. Um, which then allows you to track your customer journey in a much more comprehensive way. So you get a much better picture of what is actually happening for your customers when they come to your site. Um, and then we introduced Clavio as well, which was another. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, you know, it, we played around with the different flows for a while. Um, and what what did we learn? We learnt, we learnt with you that we had a bit too much copy in your emails, didn't we? Yeah, and I didn't have flows set up either at that point. So That's right. We introduced flows and, um, and a bit more segmentation. And I think, yeah, we broke the messaging down more. So it wasn't like, it was once again from a, crea- a creator's perspective and also from kind of a skin science perspective, there's a whole lot of things that interplay with one another. And it's quite hard to separate yourself as someone who knows all those things to take turn that messaging into something that's bite-sized and digestible. Um, but it's sort of almost like putting the TikTok or Reels lens on the whole thing and just going, customers aren't at this sort of time in our like busy online world interested in consuming, you know, screeds and screeds of information, which might be valuable, but in actual fact, who's got time to read it? So I think that was a big part of it too, was making it much more bite-sized and digestible. Yes, and you got you have got wonderful content and that content perhaps can live in blog posts or longer-form videos like an IGTV where you're actually talking through the proof points and the science and the, and the reasoning. But as you say, in this digital world for your target market, busy women want things simple, want things fast, um, how do we take that really important message and and bring it down into something that's interesting and fun to consume 
And I love that you're you're doing that now. You're doing things like creating graphics in Canva. So you're showing, you know, what we do include and what we don't include in our um, uh, products and before and afters like whipping them up into little videos. And I remember saying to you at the start, you know, for a skincare business, you want to be having before and afters like every week in your feed or in every video that you can get out each week before and afters because the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. And And uh, like before and afters are are absolute gold. They're sometimes a bit challenging to get from customers because they can be quite reluctant to, you know, share how bad their skin is and sometimes they don't want to take photos of themselves when they've got bad skin but certainly I have been lucky to get some really good ones um something I was just going to touch on there too was um I I think I mentioned it to you but one of the recommendations you know when you're figuring out your target audience is always um talk uh sorry is to identify them as a demographic and sort of figure out where they fit um socioeconomic and all of those sorts of things and and therefore speak to them and I always found that quite hard to do until I was listening to a podcast by Seth Godin and he had written just a little uh, kind of memo to himself about um he he called um he'd explained people like us do things like this um I found to be a really good framework to go people like my customers buy from businesses like this and then I put myself in their shoes and went People like my customers buy from subject matter experts. People like my customers aren't necessarily interested in a low price point. They're interested in value. And people like my customers are interested in results. Um, So all of those things help me to form a really sort of clear picture of therefore what my marketing should look like. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny because everybody's brain – you know, absorbs these different frameworks or these concepts like target market very differently. And, you know, we could break them down, we could call them a name, we could, you know, fit, they come up with every like characteristic about them. But until you figure what works for you to be able to write that content, um, yeah, it does, it's a struggle, you know. The other way of looking at it is, drilling down you know everyone calls it you know the pain points but what does that actually mean does it mean you know being so upset and so embarrassed about acne that they stop going out of the house you know like walking a mile in their shoes or eczema so bad that you know you can't sleep at night or you know thinking about it from that point of view rather than oh okay my target market is a 40 year old woman who likes organic natural skincare like there's you can already see saying it in those two different ways which one is going to be more effective more powerful to that person yeah and once again it's um I mean you obviously know these things so well because you've got such a strong marketing background I I don't have a background in marketing I kind of um came at it from a completely green perspective yeah oh totally and everybody does and um that's why you know you're good at making incredible skincare and that it takes getting support to help someone see that and and I love also the way we work together we we worked for six months we did a ton of work and then at the end of that six months it was like should we keep on working together or are you ready to spread your wings and fly and you were totally ready to spread your wings and fly and and that's kind of like the ideal outcome for me is that 
that someone feels comfortable, confident, and they've got that clear direction then to just do it themselves or go and find somebody else, like another specialist in a particular area. You know, you've, you're now, you're investing in Facebook ads with, with um, Blossom Media. Hi, Chelsea. And you're, you know, investing more of your time in content creation. So, yeah, it's, it was an interesting thing because um, it did feel like taking the trainer wheels off when I kind of decided to stop um, working together. But at the same time, I did kind of realize that you'd given me such a strong kind of framework um, and understanding that I didn't have before of actually how I needed to kind of operate just on a kind of um, monthly cycle with my business. Um, and yeah, also reflected on the strong group of Australian businesswomen that I've kind of found largely through you who have supported me on this journey. Um, Like I said, I did end up doing Katie Griffin's course, which was amazing. And so I now have a really strong Google ad strategy in place and that's making like really strong um, returns. Um, And I've just started working with Odette um, on doing her Hack Your Own PR course, which once again, I would thoroughly recommend um, being amazing to do and such a wonderful skill set to be able to then go and manage that whole part of your business yourself without having to outsource because it's another expensive outsource but actually quite doable if you understand how to do it yourself. Yes, I love that and that gives me goosebumps because it it's how it works really and it's kind of what I say is it, it does take a village to, to grow your business. You can't do everything on your own and you may start working with one person, but then they, you know, you, you might actually then grow a group of like five other specialists to help you at different stages or different phases or all at the same time. Um, so you never really, it's never like one and done if, if, if that's what I'm trying to say. You know, you just don't get one person, they wave, um, wave a wand over it and off you go. You're, you're successful. It's a constant state of like evolution and, and learning. You've learned, like you're continuing to learn. Yeah, well, I think that that's also the point um, and it has been a major learning point um, for me too when you talk about waving a wand because as we touched on before, I did have a disastrous experience mm-hmm. with an agency who offered to wave a wand and in doing so, I almost abdicated responsibility. I was like, well, they're taking care of it. And then clearly they didn't take care of it. Um, And then through this process, I've kind of taken my power back. But um, through connecting with each of these women and their businesses, learning that things like, you know, Google ads are teachable and learnable, um, you know, teachable by Katie and learnable by me. And then the same with the PR and the same with the marketing through you, like actually developing all of these skills for myself so that now I can go forward with um, confidence that I understand it and expecting that at some point I can't do everything. Um, But then that when I do outsource it, it will be with that knowledge so that I'm not, you know, kind of blindsided by someone who just comes along and offers to take it over and do amazing things. Um, I now have, you know, I, I now can insist on full transparency with the knowledge that, you know, I do know what I'm talking about as well, which is, um, yeah, it's so empowering. 
I love that. That makes me so happy. And it's not an easy thing. You know, it's not an easy thing to learn all the things that you've done because you have to invest your money in it. You have to invest your time. You have to have the confidence and willingness to be coached, to learn Google ads, to, you know, be put on the spot by by a powerhouse like Odette, you know, trying to get your PR angle story sorted. But you're doing it and you take, these are the big leaps You've, you've taken so many in the past six months, really, if you look back, how many big things you've done. Thank you. I mean, I sort of feel like um, if you've got, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur and for your listeners and from my perspective too, like I've always had a strong belief and I actually heard you say it on another podcast, the one that you did on your own a couple of days ago. Well, I listened to it a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is figureoutable. Like if you can put together a product and you can put together a Shopify page and you can put together um, an Instagram account, like the rest of it, you know, the technical skills and they do require some confidence and they do require some commitment, but they're all figure outable. Um, And so it's just about making the commitment to invest that time and the money um, and to take ownership to do it. So, yeah, as much as I think it's been, for me, it has been a massive probably year um I've just feel so grateful that um I've had the right people around me to help guide me through yeah absolutely and knowing which one to focus on first because that's probably like the number one thing people ask me like I I know you know that these say 10 things are important where do I go first um and that order of sequence is is really important that's why I you know we probably first started on your customer your website and your product I think we tightened that all up yeah that speaks to that sort of um old um adage around advertising that there's no point in spending a lot of money on advertising if you don't have a really good customer journey um sequence mapped out um from the start so there's no point in sending customers to your website if your website isn't optimized so that once your customer gets there they actually know what to do um which was probably the problem in the first place that i you know um we had been spending money on facebook advertising but the website wasn't optimized and so um it was just a waste really Mm. And it was a beautiful website. Like to look at it, it was gorgeous and and it was working. But the things, and I had a chat with um, a client this morning where it sounds like I'm saying, well, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. I'm always looking at things through like the most critical lens because it's not about things, leaving things to look good. It's about making them perform to their best ability because that's where the easiest wins are. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that those are almost – kind of diametrically opposed in the journey of creating a business because you know often when especially if you're outsourcing your um your like website design and things it's a designer that's setting it up and they're not necessarily you know they don't necessarily have a marketing head on them so they'll create something and I certainly had this in the early days where I had a website that was created by a designer and it looked fantastic but you know your average customer would be like I don't know what to do with this yeah and I love that you're like I looked at your website yesterday I think and it had a new image on it and I was like yeah Jo's continuing to change and optimize things and she's now figuring out these things herself like what works best and what works what doesn't work best because when we first started working with each other I think it was a gorgeous image on your homepage of the plants or like the the field and now if you go to love skin 
dot what is it? Co. Um, you'll see a beautiful uh, product lineup, you know, and that's that's more sales focused than yeah. what you have previously. Sorry, once again, um, that was a a real challenge because pr- prior to setting up this website, which I largely did myself, I had had a designer doing my previous website, and it almost gets to the point where it's sort of so perfect looking that you don't want to touch it and it's been done by someone else and really a website needs to be an organic kind of evolving platform for your business. So, you know, whilst you might have someone who's set it up for you at a point in time, it's never going to stay that way for the entirety of your business if your business is continuing to grow. So it should evolve and it should change and, you know, your key messaging might change and your, you know, media image should definitely change. Totally. And these, this is when, you know, you hear marketers say optimizing, that's exactly what it means. Testing, tweaking, seeing what works, changing things up. Um, I can't remember where I heard it, but um, someone said that, you know, your brand or your website isn't a tattoo. Like once it's done, it doesn't have to stay like that forever. Um, But then on the flip side, of course, there's websites that you come across and you can see that there's been like a little blob added there and a little thing added there and and it does start to get quite messy. So if you feel like your website needs a bit of love and an, an outside opinion, then then seek it because you know your website is so important as a e-com business. Absolutely. Mm. So what else can we talk about? How about your email? Should we Yeah, certainly. Um so Email, I think when we started together, I didn't yet have Clavio in place. Um, and I had previously, I'd started like most people do on MailChimp. I dabbled with Active Campaign and Drip. Um, and I think, I, I think you might have said you need to be on Clavio or, I, and I'd certainly already heard it in sort of the podcast and business community stuff that I'd already kind of been um, aware of. But um, once again, I found that to be such a revelation, just um, setting up those basic automations and then um, once again, the transparency around the effectiveness of each campaign, just with, you know, being able to see those analytics right in front of you, the um, conversion rates, the open rates and, you know, the the sales that we were getting. And also made, because we also then outsourced the email content creation. to Jacinta and it made that as a business decision just so much easier because previously you know sending out an email every week or you know a couple of times a month had been this kind of nebulous thing where it's like oh well it's a way of providing value and staying front of mind for customers but you just don't know if it's actually working whereas when you get on a platform like Clavio where you can actually see all of that it's like, well, it pays for itself like four times over. So why wouldn't we, right? Yeah, totally. Well, return on investment, 44%. So what you put in, like the the time and effort that you put into your email, you're going to see that back, you know, over and over and over again. And it's certainly working really well for you. And you're giving it another rejuge soon, aren't you? Uh, or- yeah, I've got a new... Um, a new um, girl from Social House, Sarah, 
so not the Australian business. Um, so she's um, taken over because Jacinta's moved on to other things. Um, and, yeah, she's um, doing amazing, and I'm really happy with what she's done. So um, we're now sending out emails weekly, whereas we were sending them out um, fortnightly. And, uh, like, I have a real strategy now around, whereas before it was, like, send out an email and, you know, try and kind of create some something relevant to say, you know, we have a marketing strategy, so we're working monthly to you know a different promotion or a different kind of focus for the brand um which is also you know really paying off yeah awesome and finally shall we talk about your favorite subject (laughs) is getting you in front of the brand so it took me probably yes I would say six months of of badgering you and educating you on on the power of stepping in front of your brand and you are were one of those brands that your face just was not anywhere to be found yes and I must I must congratulate well thank you for your patience with me because I have been very reluctant and I am quite a private person um I'm full of opinions and I'm happy to share them but I don't (laughs) (laughs) I don't often like to put my face in front of things um like I have a photography background, so I'm literally used to being behind the camera instead of in front of it. Um, but yes, I eventually kind of gave in to the pressure and accepted what was being said. Um, and yeah, so I have been um, consistently creating reels um, on Instagram, and um, I have got a fledgling TikTok account, which astounds even me. Um, but what I suppose has been for me the biggest part of that journey was finding a way that I felt comfortable and authentic and sharing, like um, kind of doing a dance and pointing at things is just not who I am and would never really work for me. Um, But I've sort of now started to integrate my um, skills as a photographer and background as a photographer to create more interesting content and show how I'm doing that. Um, And then, you know, use that as a tool for education or as a tool for customers to better see the product. So I shared a reel um, earlier this week, which had um, us basically pouring out oils and like just tipping them all over um, a tile in front of the camera. And the customers actually commented, and I hadn't even, it hadn't occurred to me at the time, but they commented on the texture of the product. And then almost immediately we had an uptake in sales of that particular product. So yeah, it's certainly working and it's certainly um, not only growing um, our reach, but it is converting as well, which is pretty exciting. Love that. It's all about creating the content that isn't just pictures, I mean, photos of the product, you know, especially for skincare, they want to see the texture, they want to see how it looks and how it might possibly feel, the luxury, luxurious nature of the texture. So, yeah, you, you can have fun and absolutely you can do that without pointing and dancing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've loved chatting with you today and I know my listeners have would gain so much from what we've chatted about today. So thank you for sharing. And, yeah, I would love to have you back again to talk about the not-so-fun part of business, which is, you know, learning from bad experiences with um, external parties. But, yeah, um, thank you so much, Joe. It's been amazing. And what is your website for everyone to go buy your stuff? Um, well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for all your support over the last six or seven months and, um, and for having me on today. Um, yes, yeah, so my website is loveskin.co. 
Um, and I'm Love Skin Oils on Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok. Yes, and go subscribe to Joe's email list so you can see all the work that she's been doing um, and buy the products because they're, they're amazing. They smell amazing and they're effective too. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks, Lisa. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the e-commerce marketing society podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future apps. If you found value in today, I would be forever grateful for a rating on iTunes, or if you just tell your biz friends about the podcast, that would be great too. If you'd like to learn more about me and my one-on-one six month coaching program strategy to sales, head over to my website, www.lisaburn.com.au and be sure to tune in next week for more marketing goodness with lots of love and lots of sales. I'll see you next week.